We've been joined in the Five to Blow Breakfast studio by the leader of the Liberal Party in South Australia, David Spears, who on this program in that seat, I think, uh, about a month or so ago, just over a month or so ago, provided us with the most accurate prediction of what South Australians would do when the voice referendum came um, to town. The overall result, as of counting late last night with some... 78% 78% voted nationally is about 60-40. Let's just say we'll round up to make it nice, neat, even figures. In South Australia, the same proportion counted, 65-35. The expectation had been from those in the Yes campaign that not only would South Australia be critical, um, but it would be it was well and truly in play. In fact, only Queensland more resoundingly voted against the voice to parliament. David Spears is with us in the 5AA Breakfast studio. David Spears, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, I think the... Episode the the, the 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 takeout from this whole episode, Mr. Spears, is that there's no substitute for getting out and about and talking to people because your experience standing there in the middle of a mortgage belt seat like Hallett Cove for the for the last month. I mean, I, I was joking on air before when when I did that interview with you a few weeks ago, and you said I think I think the yes votes in free fall. And I'd put my house on it losing. I sort of pulled back a bit in the way. That's a that's a big call, but it was the right call. I'm not sure I'd actually put my house on. Maybe a, maybe a Lego house. Yeah. Uh, politicians should be careful not to make these sort of uh, overreach predictions. But look, when you when you come from a suburb like Hallett Cove and Trot Park, Shadow Park, r- the real mortgage belt where people are doing it tough, soaring interest rates, energy bills that they look at when they open the envelope and think, how am I going to pay that? Uh, This voice to Parliament, which they could barely understand, just did not seem like a priority. There There were a few reasons, I think, two main reasons. People hated the division based on race, uh, and then the fact they just didn't understand it. And we're being told by our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, to go on the vibe. The, um, the state attracted a lot of attention from all of the the campaigners from the eastern states and i include the the sydney-based prime minister in that do you think that the sort of i mean we had a, we had a great caller before who who, who said who, um looking at the results at paddy's markets in paraka currently the no vote leads the yes vote there 3039 to 808 so it's almost four times what the what the 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 yes vote is and the the listener Paul, when he rang just before seven this morning, said, "I heard people talking about closing the gap, and I thought, well, that that's good because there's a real gap here. You know, there's a real gap yeah, in our yeah. quality of life, and you know, that's not to make light of the impoverishment in Indigenous communities, but there are so many people, um, regardless of race, who are doing it tough across the board." Well, this has become a socio-economic vote in many ways, and the further you get away from uh, the inner city, uh, the worse the yes vote becomes. And then once you get out to, to suburbs like Hallett Cove and beyond into Morfitt Vale, Christie's Beach, I talk about the southern suburbs because that's my neck of the woods, uh, it just goes into free fall. Then did, you see, did you see the Odinga vote? Yeah, yes. It's but- amazing because the Odinga Beach end where, you know, and I say this with some knowledge because you've got affluent yep. inner city people with weekenders, you've got cashed up retirees, you've you've got the, the eco village in Aldinga as well, and the people who live in the scrub who are all off grid green voting, that booth was a strong yes. When you get into central Aldinga, the people near that very modest shopping centre, the ones who are away from the Esplanade, it was a massively strong no vote. 
It just shows the two Australias. Absolutely. But one of those Australias is much bigger than the other. And we have to remember that. There are not enough people living in the inner city to counter where most people in Australia live. And that is in the mortgage belt. Uh, I think I said to you once before, David, that uh, in my mind, everyone in Australia lives in Hallett Cove, or most people do. They just live in their version of the mortgage belt, their version of Hallett Cove in Brisbane or, or Perth or Sydney or Melbourne or Geelong or whatever other city you pick. That's where most Australians live. We're a, we're a nation characterised by suburbia and regional towns and communities. Given the, the overwhelming rejection of the federal voice at the referendum by South Australians, what do you think the state government should do now about the state voice to parliament, which was parked as a courtesy to the national campaign? Well, firstly, they've got to tell people that we've got a state voice because I think many of your listeners right now will be thinking, hey, what's that? We've got a state voice. How did we end up with that? Now, in March this year, Peter Malinowskis held a special sitting of Parliament, all the bells and whistles. We had to sit on the steps of Parliament House in North Terrace, and they brought this thing into legislation. It's going to have elections, I'm told, in March. Uh, now, the Liberal Party voted against that. We do not believe that this, that, that uh, mechanism was going to work. We think it was going to descend into shambles pretty quickly. Uh, but Peter Malinowskis needs to explain to people in South Australia that he has initiated a state voice. And I think he's going to have to explain what he's going to do with it. Because clearly on the results of the weekend, people in South Australia are very confused by these models. They're very concerned about a race-based model. Uh, and they will be uh, very interested to know how South Australia's will work, if it will in fact work at all, or will it descend into a shambles. Uh, there is legislation before the Parliament from Sarah Game, the One Nation MP. She's going to introduce legislation to repeal that uh, in the coming days. The Liberal Party's, uh, I suspect, going to support her legislation, but it won't get through. So we will end up with a, a state-based voice in South Australia, and it'll be very interesting to see how it works, or, as I think, won't work. Do you think, though, that there's a chance that the vote might have been higher here against the federal voice, which required a constitutional change? Because some people who followed it more closely thought, well... We don't mind a legislated one because if it doesn't work as you, as you are pledging to do, if it doesn't work, we can amend it or even get rid of it. Uh, look, it's not a permanent change. What what I, I think the Mally's constitutional done. change at a federal level concerns people. Cons the con changing the constitution requires this very big threshold to jump over, uh, and and people are rightly concerned about that. Um, so what we have in the state is something that we can get rid of or amend if it doesn't work. As I've said, I'm open to, uh, and we'll have to take a good look at that because this will come into being next year. Aboriginal people will get an extra vote on election day that non-Aboriginal won't uh, people won't have that will concern many of your listeners how come uh, people get an extra vote based on race that's that's a big concern uh, and we we think there'll be a lot of concern around who has a the ability to vote can aboriginal people self-identify and the like and that's a worry for many people in your analysis of the outcome of the vote here in south australia do you see new opportunities in terms of winning re-election in, in south australian politics because the the big picture analysis is of this is, is about new frontiers potentially for conservative or liberal parties around the country who now perhaps have, depending on your analysis, footholds in working class areas where they traditionally wouldn't have thought they have winnable seats. Is that your feeling here? Well, I think that we don't want to overplay it, but there's definitely an opportunity for uh, the Liberal Party uh, or the, the, the right wing of politics to, to 
to pitch to a group of people who voted no and to say, Labour's just not about you. Labour's about the inner city. They're about the latest trends and fads. They're not about helping you lower your energy bill. They're not about helping you pay your mortgage. Uh, they're about the latest trendy thing. And Peter Malinaskis is all about the latest fad in South Australia. Make uh, no mistake about that. Uh, and it's about time i would say that labor got back to its roots but maybe i don't want them to maybe i'm happy to go back to labor's roots and but what and would talk. david what would david Pisani be thinking listening to this well this because, is the thing. because i checked in my neck of the woods the yes vote was 67 yeah. percent, and liberal mp david Pisani is my local member so this is the the challenge for both labor and liberal uh how we walk and chew gum uh, now we because more than 50 percent of people voted early we're seeing those inner city seats the no vote is increasing so yeah. Yeah. In the seat of Dunstan, for instance, you would look at the the votes on the day in that seat and think that yes, it won comfortably. We actually believe no has won in the seat of Dunstan, and mm. uh, so and possibly by quite a few percent. Uh, so these results still have to be properly analysed. But absolutely, the Liberal Party holds inner city seats as well across this nation and in Adelaide and so we have to make sure that we can walk and chew gum. I think we are probably better placed to do that uh, than Labour because Labour has drifted off to the left on these issues and they've forgotten what matters to people and for many people that's just paying the bills and getting their kids through a half decent school. Opposition leader David Spears, thanks very much for joining us in the studio this morning. Thanks for having me. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.